The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of those of myself and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by this podcasting platform. The following content is controversial and might be disturbing for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's been a fight. Fell in love with your first impression and I can't lie. Cats with flying colors, every test fuck they implies. Like being for the long run, no bunnies ever lie. If you wanna run, just tell me no bunny and cry. Fell in love with your first impression and I can't lie. Cats with flying colors, every test fuck they implies. Like being for the long run, no bunnies ever lie. If you wanna run, just tell me no bunny and cry. Been no luck, you know I'm chained with you. Last name I'm tryna change, be all in a frame with you. No, we picture perfect, uh. Say that it ain't worth it, but it's working for us. But what they be talking about, not knowing what I bond about. Sunset, set the mood, what you ain't tryna find out. It's whatever space between the two, but long as we together. Make it through the struggle, see the day when we both shine forever. Since when we begin, it feel like you really make it. It's been a fight. Fell in love with your first impression, and I can't lie. Pass with flying colors, every test, fuck they Before we jump into the episode, it is time for the cocktail of the day. And since I'm in such a celebratory mood, this is the perfect drink for the occasion. Today's cocktail is called the Bel Air Blue Lemonade. Today's ingredients are a bottle of Bel Air Blue, lemonade of your choice, ice, a ninja blender, a tall glass, a lemon wheel, and a mint leaf for garnish. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to pour ice into our Ninja up until about 400 milliliters. We're going to pour our Bel Air a little over eight ounces because it is going to fizz. We're going to add our lemonade just under the 16 ounce mark. Blend, pour into our glass, add our lemon wheel and our mint for the garnish. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is the cocktail of the day. Bel Air Blue Lemonade. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to season three's episode 20. Oh my God, guys. First of all, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, it is Wednesday morning. Um, I believe the date is September 6th. Guys, we have made it through another season. This is the finale of season three. I have so much to talk about, so much to cover. I want to try to put it all under at least an hour, okay? But we have made it. We have made it through another season. Um, this has been an amazing three-season run. I have really, really loved doing this podcast, putting you on this journey with me, sharing my ups and my downs, sharing my good, bad, and ugly Um 
being very transparent and vulnerable to you guys, it has definitely been a very interesting ride. Um, and hopefully, hopefully, this has helped some of you out there. I know it has helped me to even talk about it, to get it off my chest. Um, sometimes it's almost like writing in a diary. It's it's basically like my journal. And that's what it is. I am doing an entire chronicle on what it's like to be in my shoes and also in some of you guys out there's shoes. But yes, we have made it through another season. Coming up in January, um, January 9th will be year two. Year two for Wetlock Chronicles podcast. Um, I did not think that I was going to get this far with this podcast. I did not think that what I had to say was something that people wanted to hear. I just knew that there were people like me in this situation that needed a voice, whether it's just to get the things off our chest, uh, the frustration of being in a relationship with someone incarcerated, the ins and outs of it, the ups and downs of it, the different experiences that you have that are not the normal relationship experiences. Um, it is very trying. It is very trying being in a relationship with someone incarcerated. There are so many elements to these relationships. And I just felt like this was something that needed to be talked about. On top of putting a spin on it, of talking about very serious issues when it comes to the prison system, telling other people's stories. I mean, I have tried so many different ways of expressing what it feels like to be in a relationship with someone incarcerated and just what it feels like for some people to be incarcerated and the things that they have gone through. Um, I have put on my advocate hat a few times, you know, with Matthew Baker Jr., Christopher Bennett, Michelle Morrison, um, John Kite, Ashley Morgan, just so many different stories that have come across um, my lap. And I just was explaining to someone the other day how a lot of times I had to remove myself because it got so personal. My feelings got so tied into these people's stories and the things that they were going through that I just knew at that point I could never be an advocate. I don't think I could separate my emotions uh, a lot of times because some of these stories were just completely heartbreaking. But I brought you all kind of elements within these three seasons in almost two years. Um, it has been a journey. <laughs> it has definitely been a journey. Um, one that I do not regret, one that I am actually really, really proud of because again, this is something that I did not know was going to be so important to some people. Um, you guys have pushed me forward so many times when I wanted to give up on the podcast, so many times when my relationship was on the rocks and I didn't know, you know, if I still had a story to tell. And um, you guys pushed me through, you know, a lot of positive feedback, a lot of great advice, a lot of encouragement. And that's why I continuously tell you guys all the time how much I appreciate all of you that listen and subscribe and pass the word on about this podcast. Um, 
but I want to I want to um take a time take some time to express this. As you guys know, um the past two episodes, 18 and 19, I talked about um going back into the adult entertainment business. And I said after I did my last episode that the subject matter was dead. I didn't want to focus on it anymore. I didn't want to talk about it anymore. But I need to I need to address something. <clears throat> um it was an ugly situation. It's something that I regret um even going back to. I tried to find all the positive ways and 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 reasons why this was going to be good for me, good for my family, um because I knew where I was as a person, where I was as a woman mentally and emotionally. I'm not the same person that I was 6 7 years ago when I walked away from this industry. So I had no issues with who I am and where I was in my life. What I did not factor in is that that industry will never change. Um, after I left, you know, um, it was a mutual uh, decision that they were choosing someone else. At the same time, that was my last day. That was going to be my last day. I walked in there knowing that was going to be my last day. However God wanted it to be, that's how it turned out. Um, but what has transpired after that has definitely put me in a place where I had to, my character shifted. My character shifted um, and I did not like the anger that was brewing inside of me because I was allowing someone to continuously poke the bear. I'm the bear. The female manager that um I had that I've been continuously talking about, I'm not going to say her name because I'm not going to give her that shine. <laughs> She's not that important to me to actually glorify or say her name. But those of you who are listening, who know this situation, know who she is. Um, When I walked away, I felt like I had left 50 pounds at the door. Woke up the next morning, got an amazing opportunity with Southern Sweets Bakery. I was on cloud nine. And the next day, the next day, I got some more amazing news and an amazing opportunity, which I will get into momentarily. The club was off my radar. The club was off my radar. I was back in my bag, back on everything that I have been building for the past seven years. I literally had a cake order right after that. Um, I just had some, just life just, just kept moving, kept moving in the same direction it's been moving this entire time. And I left it alone. I might have still got a few phone calls here and there from people that I genuinely care about that are still in that place um, that were voicing a lot of things, what they were going through and a lot of concerns that they had. And the only thing I could do was give the positive advice that I could and share some of my experiences and share, you know, my emotions and my feelings towards the situation as well. Um... My friend Demita made a post about me congratulating me on all the wonderful opportunities that came my way right after this debacle. And um, this is a person that has been down with me, that loves me genuinely, that supports me, and just wanted to show me some love. Within that post, this human being came on there and called herself trying to 
make comments about her race because because my friend did say that I posted about the white manager at pinups. Let's be clear on something. The reason why the white was stressed is because as a black woman, when you're in a situation with a person of another race and they say certain things that are insulting to a black woman or anyone of an other ethnicity, that white part sticks out more than anything. I could not say a female manager. I couldn't say um, anything outside of white manager because what she was doing was something what a white person would do to a black person. So that white was stressed. Um, Within that back and forth um, communication that they had, my friend basically checked her about her actions. And the most disrespectful comment followed. What was said was that I and my people were sending her messages, threatening her, wishing her slow death, and that I actually said that I hope her and anyone that supports her catches AIDS and dies. Guys, listen, she could have said anything in the world, but when she said that, I got extremely pissed off. Um, I do not have a hatred, hateful bone in my body. I love everybody. I am not a racist. I have white friends. I have black friends. I have Asian friends. I have Hispanic friends. I love all ethnicities. Um, I don't care about your financial status. I don't care about your background. I don't care about your history. I don't care if you short, if you tall. I don't care if you dumb or you smart or you ugly or you beautiful. I don't care about any of that. I don't care about your health issues, whether you have AIDS or diabetes or, or, or STDs or whatever it is. I have no right <laughs> to judge God's children, okay? Um, and when that comment was made, it pissed me off. It pissed me off for so many different reasons. Um, one that is very, 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 very big to me is that when I was in high school, my dad's friend died of AIDS due to, due to drug addiction. Um, I have a play sister whose mom died of AIDS when she was young. I have a friend that I love dearly that has lived with HIV for years. I 100% fully support her. And to put that kind of hate on me was something that I could not let go. I went on a rant. I went on a rant on social media. And when I went back and I thought about it, I just did not want people that I care about, that I love, to feel as if this was who I was. Because this is not who I am. I have a business. I have a brand to protect. And that kind of slander 
can hurt me. I made up in, I made it up in my mind at that point that I was going to go ahead and get a lawyer and file a defamation of character lawsuit because that kind of hate to be spread it can affect my life can affect my family's life but more importantly I am not that person you have to be a really sick person to even create that lie and the sad part about it is this person doesn't even think you know I guess she thinks she plays chess but she really plays checkers she voiced this to so many different people that it got back to me word for word everybody's story matched up and what she did was she put it on social media, on a social media platform that could be screenshot, saved, and everything. So there's no denying what you said. I can guarantee everybody that you said it to was sign a statement um, saying that you said this. And unfortunately, this is the route that I am going to have to take because you will not slander my name. You will not put that hate on me like that. I love everybody. I love everybody. And as I said before, when I put the emphasis on white woman, it was because this is a white woman that's working in a black club with black employees, black customers, um, and her references about those black people in there are, they're stupid, they're idiots, they're stealing because some people are well-dressed, some people drive nice cars. So these people can't just have something nice. They had to steal to get something nice. But had it been a person of her color, her nationality, whether she's Native American, white, or whatever the case may be, she would have looked at them as privileged. And that is why the white woman part stuck out more than anything. It wasn't to be a racist and shine light on her as a white woman. But a white woman in these type of situations does come off racist. And that's why the emphasis was put on her. I love everybody. I love everybody. And that really, really pissed me off. And I really had to go back on social media and really apologize to my family, to my friends for allowing this human being and allowing this situation that I actually had put behind me days ago to turn into something ugly. As I keep telling you guys, I'm an Aquarius. If you're in any Aquariuses out there, you know, once I am done, I am done. I have no more life to give it. I do not breathe life into any situations or people when I'm done. So when I walked out of those doors, I was done. But she wasn't. So now we playing chess. And it's checkmate for her. But I wanted to express that because I have some listeners out there that listen to me that are of all races that follow me on social media. And I don't want to lose you guys that I appreciate that have supported me because of this negative situation. So I had to really do some damage control, pull back, leave my last statement and saying, hey, this is the route I'm going to take and I'm done with it. And I'm done with it now. Within all of this, <laughs> again, my friend made this amazing post about me. And I also feel like because this post was made about me and all these wonderful things that happened after this situation took place of me leaving the club, she could not let me have this victory. You had to come back and make this post about you when it was about me. 
which takes me back to every time I was going to visitation to see my husband. Instead of her calling other people and asking other people questions, she continuously texted me and bothered me my whole drive there while I was in visitation, when I came out of visitation, and on my way home when a lot of these questions could have been asked from someone else. So again, it makes the statement of misery loves company so real to me at this point um within my friend's post again she was congratulating me the day after um i got this wonderful opportunity with southern sweets bakery which i'm still on cloud nine about um i have a very close friend by the name of mc shan mc shan is the godfather of hip-hop there would be no hip hop if it wasn't for him and the Juice Crew, in my opinion. The Juice Crew, uh, Magic Man, Marley Mall, Biz Marquee, Roxanne Shantae, Big Daddy Kane. These to me are the some of the founding people, fathers and mothers of hip hop. MC Shan is a very, very close friend of mine. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And it has it has been nothing but a privilege to be his friend. I met him seven years ago, and our friendship has grown. It has it has has been an amazing, amazing, amazing gift. And um, <coughs> I'm sorry, guys. Excuse me. I'm actually right now burning some very powerful incense. Okay taking a sip of coffee um on that note i'll be back Okay, guys, I am back. Oh, I had to open up a window, but I tried to not open a window because I don't want to mess up my sound. But your girl was going to choke to death, so I had to crack a window. Um, I burn my chakra incense every morning, and it's definitely doing its job <laughs> this morning because it is a bit heavy. So, <clears throat> excuse me, as I was saying... um. MC Shan is a very, very close friend of mine, very dear friend of mine. Um, as a little girl, being a fan of hip hop, he was one of my top fives. And to grow up, actually meet him and become his friend was a gift within itself. Throughout the past couple of years, whenever he's had shows or, or he's been invited to shows, he's taken me along a few times and it has been some amazing experiences, okay? I have met so many people like Houdini and different things like that because of him. So just imagine a girl from Queens meeting to me, the godfather of Queens, becoming his friend, getting into his circle. I mean, it has just been a blessing. Well, today I sit here as officially now I am 
the manager of MC Shan. I don't care how old he is. I don't care his financial status, good or bad. I don't care if he acts crazy, goes on rants, cusses people out. He is hip-hop and deserves everything from hip-hop. I have been one of his biggest advocates because <clears throat> I feel like hip-hop has forgot about him. I feel like hip-hop has not given him what he deserves and what he is owed. I feel like a lot of people focus on the other elements of hip-hop and people in hip-hop and have completely forgot about who MC Shan is. But... The best part about that is that MC Shan does not care. He is him 100%, always has been, always will be. Um, what people feel about him and what people think about him, even to his contribution to hip-hop, is really not a factor to him. It's really not a factor to him. He has... Rolled with the punches. He has rolled with the punches with it. Um, And as a friend and as a fan, <laughs> it has definitely um bothered me. So if you follow me on social media from time to time, I post him. I'm talking about him as my friend, as my friend, friend first, fan second. And now... I am officially his manager. So when he called me after cussing me out <laughs> for even going back to the club, um, he presented me with a wonderful opportunity of being his manager. He presented me with a trip to Germany um, as his manager because he's doing a show there. And that sent me on cloud one million. There's so many elements to why I'm so excited about this. Again, as a girl who grew up from Queens, ironically, I am the manager of one of Queens' biggest, biggest artists that has ever touched the godfather to me of hip-hop. To be offered the opportunity to go to a show, watch him perform with other godfathers of hip-hop internationally is amazing it's an opportunity of a lifetime he had me at germany the icing on the cake is not only are we going to germany but puma is who is bringing him to germany if you know me if you know me Puma is my favorite brand. Always has been. So here's another layer to the excitement. I get to sit at the table with Puma. If you are a hip-hop historian, if you know anything about hip-hop, you can Google it however you want to. MC Shan had a Puma tennis shoe. A MTV Puma tennis shoe with the Queens Bridge on the shoe. And again, another level to the excitement. So for my friend to give me the opportunity to manage him, to trust me with his itinerary in Germany, to trust me, to sit at the table, um, 
to try to make something happen is amazing to me. It's amazing to me. So again, everything that I went through for those eight days within that situation was something that God needed for me to see because I did. I was doubting myself. I was trying to um, make sense of some things and everything was already at my feet. Everything was already coming my way. I had already manifested things um, that were coming my way. I just took a detour. God took me on a detour real quick to show me who I was, but I was always on a pathway of understanding who he is. And he showed up and he showed out for me last week. So there was nothing that could penetrate that happiness. And I I allowed the devil five seconds of my time. And within those five seconds, things were said. Um, you know, I, I kind of went there. I went there. But it is what it is. I'm human, but I had to retract that. I had to pull it back and I had to to stop it where it was and say, you know what? I'm going to go another route at this. I'm, I'm going to take this another route. I'm going to teach you and I'm going to show you how not to play with me moving forward, how not to play with other grown people that deserve nothing but respect. So <clears throat> Southern Sweets Bakery now managing MC Shan, on my way to Germany. Um, life is good. Life is good. Business has picked up for my bakery. Um, my podcast now is going to be entering season four. My first episode of season four is going to be a humongous, a humongous surprise. Um, and I'm just in awe. I'm really, really in awe. And I just wanted to share that with you guys. Seriously, I really, really did because it was on my heart. It was on my chest. And as I said before, I have so many wonderful listeners and supporters. I did not want this to be, um, the picture that was painted. So we're going to move on for this. <laughs> we are going to move on from this. Today, on top of everything else that I expressed, I want to um, talk about healthy words. But first, but first, the retrograde is over, guys. The retrograde end is September 4th. And when I tell you, I probably experienced every element <laughs> that they said was going to happen within the retrograde. If you guys remember, I... um. I talked about that. Uh, I can't remember. It was it had to be like a month ago because this retrograde lasted a very long time. But I talked about it. I talked about the things to be aware of. I talked about the different things um, that we are going to um, that we were going to experience. So if you guys can remember, um, a few of the things that the retrograde was speaking of. One in particular was knowing your worth. I experienced that. Oh my gosh. I experienced knowing my worth. Um, the second part was communicating clearly to your partner. We were doing so good up until maybe 
six or seven days before the retrograde ended. Oh my God, we were doing so, so good. And miscommunication came into the fold and we will get into that in a moment. Um, I experienced a few of the, the few of the, 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 the things that the retrograde was trying to <laughs> push out there, but it's over. It ended September 4th. Um, now we can kind of breathe a little bit because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure most of you know the effects of the retrograde. And I think last year we had two back to back and I think it whooped a lot of ass. So if you survived it untouched, <laughs> congratulations to you. But I want to talk about healthy words. And the reason why I want to touch on this today is because again, um, <sighs> me and my husband had a major misunderstanding and, um, it led to some pretty harsh things that were said. And I literally cut off all communication. I cut off all communication because I need for him to learn healthy words. I need for him to understand how to talk to people. I have watched him go on rampages and be angry at other people and say some of the craziest stuff through that anger. And I'm human. I have done the same thing. But the difference between me and him is, is that I cannot speak to people that I say that I love in a hateful manner. Um, where everything just go out the window, all the respect, all the everything just goes out the window. I cannot do that. I have done that with plenty of people I care nothing about, but I cannot do that to people that I say that I love and that I care about. And um, because I think that way, it it alters it alters my response and it alters my thinking process when it comes to me and him. When we have disagreements and and things that and things that are said to me um, in a hateful, hurtful way, I can't think but to feel that there's no love there because I move and I speak with love for the people that I love. I don't care what you say to me. I don't care how mad you get at me. I cannot go there. I cannot take it there with people that I say that I care about and I love. Um, My husband is extremely ratchet at times. And I say that because his past relationships were ratchet to me. I've talked about it before. I've expressed myself about it before. We come from two different walks of life. What our relationship goals and values have been totally, totally different. Um, when he was on the streets, he was not a person that I would have dated or talked to because of what I saw around him. And that speaks volumes to me. Sometimes he taps into that, that ratchetness, that, um, irritates me sometimes he gets me confused with the ratchet past that he's had and there has been an issue that continuously keeps coming up about tattoos i have tattoos yes i even have a guy's name tattooed on me i was younger um it's still in a tasteful place Am I going to get it covered up? Yes, I am. Especially now that I am married. I do respect my husband's wishes on that. But 
my husband has asked and made a comment several times about getting a tattoo in a place where I'm like, dude, what do you mean? I am not getting a tattoo there. Um, I'm 45 years old. I'm a grown ass woman. What are you talking about? Like that tramp stamp shit. Um, it's, it's childish. It's some little girl shit. And I'm not really into that, you know, and I've expressed it to him a few times. I don't know where he gets this thought process from. Like, I sometimes think that he forgets that he's 45 years old. I sometimes think that he forgets that he's a grown ass man and he needs to be doing what grown ass men do instead of thinking like a 25 year old um are thinking like a possessive pimp or something and i'm just keeping it 100 with you guys um i'm a grown-ass woman and to be asked that to me is offensive is disrespectful and i have expressed that on numerous occasions well this past weekend oh uh, not weekend but we're just gonna say last week last week the conversation came up again he sends me a video, and the video is of a girl getting her man's tattoo in the crack of her ass. And he's like, yeah, baby, like, this is what I want. I want you to get this. And if you don't get this, you don't love me. And I'm like, who is this person? Are we 12? Um, and I was insulted again. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, if that's what defines, if that's what love defines to you, then maybe, I mean, I guess I don't, you know, and I kept trying to shut it down. Like, I'm not doing nothing like that. Like, you sound crazy. You sound crazy. Like, and sometimes I'm like, what is this guy talking about? Like, who, who are you right now? Um, even expressing it to you guys, it, it sounds very childish, right? It sounds very little boy and little girl that two grown ass people at 45 years old, they should be conducting themselves in a very mature manner. Like, I, <laughs> what are we talking about here? Um, and I expressed it to him like, you know, this sounds stupid. Like, no. So what I said to him was, so what you going to get the same kind of tattoo, but let a woman do it. And guys, when I tell you, he went crazy. He went crazy. He went crazy and to the point where I had to hang up in his face. Um, and at that point, I was like, I can't. <laughs> like, I can't. Um, he felt as if I tried his manhood. He felt as if I disrespected him because I said something about him getting my name in the, in, in the crack of his ass. Um, he took it into uh, another place than where I was going. Where I was going with it was, I'm not going to do nothing that you won't do, first of all. Second of all, I'm trying to shut it down. I'm trying to say that so that you'll be like, you know what, <laughs> whatever, and be done with it. No way, form or fashion, was I trying his manhood. I don't know if this has a lot to do with, you know, him being a man and also being a man incarcerated, but... The response was heavy and I hung up on him and I blocked him and I made it up in my mind that I was not going to deal with a person that could not control their emotions, deal with a person that would go that far into that verbal lane and just completely disrespect me because 
I responded to something that was offensive and disrespectful to me. Healthy words to me is being able to communicate how I made you feel without the disrespect. Healthy words to me is being able to express yourself without hatred because that's that's how I took it. Um, There has been so many times where I have felt offended by things that he has said because of the past life that he's had. You know, he is a person who has dealt with women that like women. He's a person that's had a, a, a poly relationship. And in his eyes, women on women is acceptable. But for me, when he's made comments to me about that, it is completely offensive. I have felt the exact way he's felt when he tried my womanhood and my sexuality. But the world, the world and his lifestyle has made it acceptable for it to be okay to be be. Be okay with women on women. Even some women. Or say, I'd rather watch women on women than men on men. So it, it's something that has the society has made okay. But as a heterosexual woman, as a woman that's straight and does not like women, does not want to be in a relationship with women, does not want to be sexually involved with a woman, the same disgust that he felt when he said, when I said what I said to him is the same way I felt numerous of times where we've had this conversation. But I use healthy words. My healthy words are me expressing how I don't like it, me expressing how, you know, I'm not that type of person, me expressing how degrading it is for a woman like me. I have not one time disrespected him, calling him out his name for fin- for feeling offended or for feeling tried. And to me, it was just unacceptable. It was just completely unacceptable. And I was at my wit's end with it because, again, where I was going with it was not the way that he took it. As a woman, I know how to apologize when I'm wrong. As a woman, I know how to apologize if someone was hurt behind things that I said, especially when those were not my intentions. I have even apologized to him and said, you know, I do apologize if you feel I offended you, if you feel what I said was disrespectful, but that is not that was not my intention. My intention was not to try your manhood. My intention was not to make it into a gay conversation. My intention was to express to you that that was offensive. It was childish. It was a low ball. I'm not that type of woman. Um, and I am not going to do what you wouldn't do. And that's the point that I think he totally, totally missed. My point was, I'm not going to lay on the table and get a tattoo there because I know you wouldn't do it. And the reason why you wouldn't do it didn't cross my mind. The point is that I knew you wouldn't do it. So please stop asking me to do that. Um, and it went left. It went left. It went left. Um, and so since then, we have not talked. Uh, I, we, we just had a conversation last night, um, but I refused to get on the phone with him. I did not go visit him because I was totally 100% disrespected. Um, 
And I can't always advocate for myself and advocate who I am as a person saying I don't like disrespect and I don't do disrespect, but yet and still excuse it from the man that I love and the man that's supposed to love me back. I cannot do that. I have to stand on what I believe wholeheartedly from every angle. Um, so it's hard for me to fuss fight with the world about being disrespectful and being and, and me being disrespected and me sitting around and allow somebody that's supposed to care for me and love me and take into consideration of how I feel and handle me with care. Like it's a different level of disrespect when it's not. To me, love is kind. Love does not argue. Love does not fight. Love does not say things to hurt you. My dad always say hurt people hurt people. And to me, that's not an expression of love. So it's very confusing. And I've told him this several times. It's very confusing when you tell me you love me. But when you get angry, hate spears out your mouth. And this is not a prison relationship issue. It's not. This is an issue of the way he has lived his life. I often tell him the way that he loves and respects the women in his family would make you love him so much. It would make you feel like, oh my God, if he treats his mom like this, if he treats his daughters like this, if he treats his sisters like this, if he treats his nieces like this, oh my God, he's the perfect man. Some kind of way, the connection is broken. And I, I do not I do not understand. But I've told him so many times that the way he is with the women in his family, um, you would just fall in love with that. But the way he is with the women outside of his family is totally different. It's totally different. And I know it sounds crazy coming out my mouth because this is a man that I'm with. This is a man that I married. But again, this is a person that has been showing me different things that are just like very very questionable um and it and it and it and it messes with the trust within us as well i use healthy words with the people that i love i use healthy words with the people that i care about um and i really really feel like he does not know how to control that he does not know what that feels like um, because he's been in relationships where they give him exactly that back. If he cuts somebody, if he cuts a person out that he's in a relationship with, they're going to cuss his ass back out. And that's the toxic shit that he's been used to. I'm not like that. I'm a grown ass woman. Now I can go there. I can go there. I can put it all on the line and go there. But the man that I love, the man that I said I want to spend the rest of my life with, I have to handle with care. I have to express my issues, my hurt, my disgust, my disrespect with healthy words. I have to be more empathetic. I have to put you in my shoes so you can understand what that feels like. I just handle things so differently. And for whatever reason, this has definitely... Um, put things in a different perspective for me like I mean he told me last night you know I miss you I love you and I'm like no you don't no you don't because that's not what love is to me and I don't let's be clear in his way I know he loves me 
but he loves me in a different way that I'm not used to. And, and, um, it's toxic. <laughs> it's, 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 to me, it's toxic. I am trying so hard to through thick and thin, um, the unconditional love through sickness and in health. I am trying to do all of that. I am trying to do all of that because I do feel like what we have is worth it. But at some point, when is it going to come to that point where all of the work that you put in pays off? I do not want to spend the rest of my life teaching this man and telling this man how to talk to me. That is crazy. That is crazy. Um, sometimes I just say to myself, damn, like, where, where are the friends in his life? Where are the people in his life that's telling him outside of my best friend, telling him, man, you got to tighten up, man. You can't talk to a real woman like that, man. You got something special. I don't get this man no problems. I bring no drama to the table. So to continuously dip into that type of behavior with a woman that is so non-combative with you, that is just loving you and want the best for you and trying to build some things with you. It's crazy to me, but it also does have a lot to do with being institutionalized. As I said before, man, the man has lived as a savage. And anything and anybody that disrespects him, that's how he coming at your neck. I have seen him in action. I have heard him in action before. And there's no difference from me and a dude in jail that he done got into an argument with. No difference when he gets to that level. That's the part that is very, very difficult for me. Because again, as I said several times before, I can't be your punching bag. I can't be the one that you, you got to separate me from the aggression. You got to separate me from how you feel in certain situations because you're a man and you're locked up and I tried your manhood and all these type of things. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a, it's been a, a crazy, a crazy week, but I'm okay. Like I'm okay. I haven't gotten upset about it. You know, I haven't lost sleep about it or anything like that because I feel like if I have to step back for him to realize what we have, who I am to him, if I have to take that risk of him knowing what it feels like to be without me, so that he can be with me, I have to do that. I have to do that. Um, I am not a needy woman. I am not a woman that just needs a man, so I'm just going to go through anything because of that. No. I have a man in my life that has been incarcerated damn near half of his life, um, who's had a lifestyle that is totally different from mine, but who has a beautiful soul. And I'm trying to tap into that. I'm trying to tap into that. As I always say, call me a hopeless romantic. Call me crazy. Call me whatever you want to call me. Um, But I got into this saying I was going to give it a fair shot. And that's what I've been trying to do. Is it? 
taken me to a level where it's just, I can't do it anymore. When it gets to that point, you'll know. And that's all I have, guys. That's all that I have. Healthy words, healthy words. We have to practice healthy words, guys. Like when we get into these arguments, um, and I know I'm not the only person that has experienced that. Some of you guys don't even want to talk about it, but you know you've had some dog-ass, horrible-ass fights with your spouse. We have to find healthy words. We have to find ways to really, really express how we feel without hurting the ones that we love. Because when we're on the opposite end of that, it doesn't feel like love. Um, a person being incarcerated, like it's 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 even harder. It's even harder to try to to get to the meat and the potatoes of that. It's even harder to have those conversations. Um, they're already in a stressful and environment, an aggressive environment. So. It's almost like you're the enemy too sometimes. Um, I feel like when you're in a relationship with people that are incarcerated, sometimes they they don't separate you from the day-to-day um, things that they feel about the people that's around them. You know, sometimes their anger is a bit different. Even when they come home, it, it's just different. Like this is, this is, this being in prison when they tell people you know they don't wish they don't wish that on their enemy and um you lose you lose a lot of yourself when you're incarcerated it is true it is so true because i really feel like if incarceration did not play a role in his life he would be a totally different person and i know that for a fact because everything that he's his lifestyle and everything that he's experienced is because of him being incarcerated for the for 15 years of his life starting at 15 16 years old everything from that point on prison has shaped him into who he is um and it's a lot <laughs> it's a lot when I tell people my story when I tell people you know hey you know I'm married you know yeah my husband's in prison it's so many men that be like, wow, like my hat goes off to you. You're a real one. And it's always the ones who've been incarcerated before because I believe deep down inside, they know what relationships go through and what they take their spouses through. Um, because the respect that I receive from them is is very different. It's extremely different than a person who just like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, you, you staying down, that's cool. Um, so I think that they know. I think that they know firsthand what that feels like and what it takes to be in relationships with with people who are incarcerated um and all the up and downs that you that you actually go through. It's very trying. It's very difficult, you know, and I I want you guys to understand like first and foremost, I'm a strong woman. You know, I'm in this because this is this is who I really really truly love and it's things about him that sticks out far more than that. Um, I feel like he has a lot of work to do. I feel like he needs to tap into, um, some other places. It gets very confusing because as I said before, the, if you witness the love that he has for his children, his daughters, for his sister, for his nieces, for his mother, you get so confused. Like, how are you this guy here, but you're this guy here? I feel like the women in his past have allowed him to treat them in such a way that it became normality for him. I feel like his thought process was 
like a pimp or something. Like women are bitches and hoes. Um, but I love my mama. I love my mama. I love my daughters. You know, um, and I know that sounds crazy for me to say that, but I've thought about that so many different times. Um, and a lot of it is because when I've worked in clubs, I've seen it. I've seen women turn men out into being a pimp or into teaching them how to treat women because these women were so used to being talked to and dealt with in a manner that they was, they were lost, they were damaged and they put the cables in the guy's back. I watched it and it's very confusing um, to say the least, to absolutely say the least. It really, really is confusing. And I know that this is a lot that I'm dumping on you guys, but this is my journey. This is my story. This is what it is like for me. Um, and I know some of you guys out there can identify with it. You know, I, I am the voice of the voiceless. I am the voice of the people that really won't sit there and say, hell yeah, this happens to me. Hell yeah, we got into it and he cussed me out. Hell yeah, he called me out my name. Hell yeah, you know, I'm the voice that's going to say what actually happens and what really goes on Um, because I'm not perfect, because we as humans aren't perfect, but I'm also the one that's going to tell you that although some of these things have happened to me, the love that I have has outweighed all of that. Um, and I see something bigger. I see something better. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Whatever pathway I'm on is not a forced pathway. It's a pathway that I'm supposed to be on. Where I am is where I'm supposed to be. If I'm supposed to be somewhere else, then guess what? God will steer that pathway, whichever way, left or right, I'm supposed to go. So I'm very confident in the process. I'm very confident in the journey um, that I'm on. It's not breaking me. It's not stressing me. It's not changing me. Um, It sometimes has made me love a lot harder because I feel like this person deep down inside doesn't know what real love is. Um, and and I've con continuously tried to give it and show it. I've tried to beat hate with love several times, not just in my relationship, but in life in general. And I'm sorry, in life in general. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that, that is my topic, guys. Healthy words, healthy words. We have to start learning how to talk, um, with some sense with the people that we love. We have to learn how to, um, speak love and light into people. A lot of people walking around with some, some, some heavy hearts, you know, who have been through some things and, and don't really know how to express that. And we have to do our part in guiding them through that. I'm not saying be a, um, doormat, a stool pigeon or anything of that sort. No, I am not. If you can't handle what you're in, if you feel like it's just too tough, it's the disrespect is on an all time high. If you feel like you've been used, and abused and, and taken for granted and not appreciated, you know what to do. You know what to do. Um, Follow your heart is what I'm saying. Follow your heart is what I'm saying. Stand on what you need to stand on. Demand your respect, even if that means walking away or, or turning your back on someone. Um, Do what you need to do. But no matter what you do, do it in a healthy way. Because guess what? Your conscience will be clear. See, my conscience is clear. 
I have showed nothing but love and respect. Despite this last situation that, again, was not meant to disrespect or try his manhood, um, I can 100% comfortably say with no doubt in my mind or in my heart that I have expressed nothing but unconditional love throughout this entire four years. <laughs> so with all that being said, season three is a wrap. Season three is a wrap, guys. Season four will start at the end of September. I do not have a date yet. Um, But like I said, it's going to be a major, major surprise for the first episode. Um... But it's this is this is the finale. This is the finale of season three, guys. I know this was a banger. I know this was a lot that I just expressed. Um, but again, this is my journey. This is my journey that you guys are on with me. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you so much. Um, continue to keep listening, continue to keep spreading the word, continue to keep talking about Wet Life Chronicles podcast. My transparency is very important. Being 100% real is being very important. Um, I have no regrets for the things that I've talked about, letting you into my world. This is me. Um, no weapons formed against me shall ever prosper, never have prospered. And um, the only person that can judge me is God. <laughs> only God can judge me. So I walk with that and I walk tall with that in the understanding of who I am um, and what I bring to the table. And therefore, my transparency is something that I have no qualms with whatsoever. If my story can help one person out there, if the things that I've gone through can help one person out there, my job is actually done. Thank you again, guys, so much. This is season three finale. So ladies, self-care is so important now more than ever. That's why when it comes to my skincare, I use Clean Rituals Complete Serum. The benefits are impressive. Clean Rituals keeps your skin smooth, reduce signs of aging, gives you that radiant look, most of all maintains healthy looking skin. I love this serum guys and trust me, you will too. Aging is a fact of life. Looking your age is not. Visit cleanrituals.com and start your healthy skincare now. That's K L E A N R I T U A L S.com. Now back to the show. Okay, guys, so you already know how I'm coming for on a serious note. How do you have? healthy disagreements what happens when the disrespect goes way too far and what are your relationship deal breakers these questions definitely come on the cusp of the things that i talked about earlier um in the topic of the day, I want to know your answers. I want to know your answers. I want to know your real answers and how you really, really feel about this. Because we've all 
had disagreements and arguments with our spouses and the people that we've been in relationship with. We all have disrespected each other within those disagreements and those arguments as well. But how far is too far? Um, And once you've reached the pinnacle of those disagreements and those arguments, what do you do? How do you change that? How do you switch that? How do you begin to have healthy disagreements so that you won't disrespect or or, um, insult the person that you actually care about and you actually love, especially when your relationship can be on the line because of this? What do you do? And what are your deal breakers? What are your deal breakers within your relationship, within these arguments? How far can a person go until you're like, I am done? Um, This is our community. This is where we interact with each other. This is where we communicate with each other. This is where we bounce stories off each other, ideas off each other, share experiences with each other. This is what this actual segment is for. You can actually comment in the comment section. If you have the Spotify app, if you look under the show notes, you will find the questions, the um, on a serious note questions. You can answer the polls. This is the interaction part of this podcast. This is the part of the podcast that I love the most. This is the part of the podcast that um, I feel like is a very, very healthy part of it because we're all in this together. Some things I've experienced that you haven't, vice versa. Um, Some of you have some great advice, some great feedback that other people can benefit from. So this is where we do this, guys. This is where we interact with each other. So on a serious note, questions today, again, how do you have healthy disagreements? What happens when a disrespect goes too far? And what are your deal breakers? Be sure to comment, guys. Be sure to answer the questions, comment. I will come back, respond to you. Other um, subscribers and listeners can also interact with you as well. Thank you so much again, guys, for listening and tuning in and joining me on this amazing journey. This is season three, episode 20. This is the finale. This is season three's finale. Thank you guys so much. Mwah. driving my car doing uber today and i got on my girl rashida johnson's podcast t-shirt fed up wives well i thought i'd take it up a little notch i thought i'd play it in the car while i was driving and boy let me tell you these folks are so entertained by this and some of the women and men who are in relationships with people who are incarcerated were asking me how do they find this podcast Rashida girl, they're loving it. You better not quit. You better not quit because the people love this show. If you want to tune in to Fed Up Wives, go on to Spotify, subscribe to it, and you will not be sorry. We are in this car cracking up, laughing, relating to when we were in a situation with with men. But one woman told me it makes her feel good knowing that she ain't the only one who got a man in prison acting like he ain't got no sense. Um, they put you through it. I don't have a man in prison, but when you, but I have been in a relationship with someone who is incarcerated, and they stress you the fuck out. 
So just knowing that someone is going through what you're going through, the people love you, Rashida, do not let this podcast go. Do not. Or we will march in front of your house because you forget I know where you live. I know where you live, where you drive and all that. And I will pull up with a squad if you even try to quit this podcast. They love you, girl, and so do I. Have a good one, y'all. Fed Up Wives, Spotify. You heard it from me. Fed Up Wives is not just my nonprofit organization that supports the wives and families of incarcerated inmates. Fed Up Wives is also my new bonus channel on Apple with exclusive episodes about just being a fed up wife. Let's just be honest. Prison relationships are hard. And sometimes we just need to speak our true feelings, unfiltered, unapologetic, with no judgment from the heart. These episodes are different. Check out Fed Up Wives bonus channel on Apple with a seven-day free trial. Now back to the show. Now it's time to jump into our shout outs. First and foremost, I want to shout out MC Shan for this amazing opportunity. It's so many levels to why this means so much to me. And I just want to just shout him out because this has been a blessing. This has been a blessing to be his friend. It's been a blessing to um, even know him. But it's an even bigger blessing to be able to enter a business situation with my friend um and and where this opportunity is going to take the both of us so major shout out to mc shan for everything that he has given me and the opportunities that he has presented to me um shout out to my family and friends that have been so excited for this new this new journey and been giving me so many travel tips. <laughs> Listen, my friends and my family are more excited for me to be going to Germany and for me to experience all of this. I mean, I'm getting all kind of tips of what to do, where to go, what to eat. Um so it's just been really, really fun to to see the responses from, from all my loved ones. I appreciate it so much. Um, to my personal assistant that has been handling everything and holding everything down for me for the past three weeks. Thank you so much, Mo. Oh my God. Lifesaver, blessing in disguise. Knew I needed it, but didn't realize how much I needed it until I got it. <laughs> So shout out to her. Like she's really been holding it down for me. Of course, of course, shout out to all my new listeners and subscribers. Guys, thank you so much for continuing to listen, continuing subscribing to this podcast. You are the reason why I keep going. You are definitely the reason why I keep going from the feedback to the encouraging words um, to you sharing some of your stories and the things that you have gone through um, to even understanding the things that I've gone through and just 
being able to to identify with what it feels like to be in these shoes um thank you so much for all the love and all of the support thank you thank you thank you um and just a shout out to everybody that's let me vent let me vent without any judgment let me get off my chest what i needed to get off my chest picked up the phone when um I needed to to express some things of uh, the anger um, that I felt in the past three weeks. Um, thank you for just being there for me. Um, and that's all. That's all. Shout out to this podcast. Shout out to this podcast. Shout out to what this podcast represents and what it has meant and what it brings to the table. I look forward to season four. So many different and new things I want to try out. Um, this roller coaster ride is still on its tracks. <laughs> um, it's so much more to come. It's so much more to come. This this is a a a this is a journey. <laughs> this is definitely a journey. So thank you guys so much again for tuning in to season three's episode 20, the finale. To follow this show's social media, follow Instagram, Facebook, Patreon, and TikTok under Wetlock Chronicles Podcast. Twitter is Wetlock Chronicles. YouTube, Wetlock Chronicles Podcast. For merch, make sure to visit wetlockchroniclespodcast.com. And for my personal blog, wetlockchroniclespodcast.blog, my personal Instagram and TikTok, Rashida the Brand, and my Instagram subscription channel is the exclusive brand. Quick update, guys. Do not forget... I am now officially the specialty cake maker, baker at Southern Sweets Bakery. Make sure you guys check them out. Um, amazing atmosphere. Amazing people that run this bakery. Um, it's been in business for 30 years. It's a family-owned business. They have some amazing breakfast and brunch they have some amazing cakes the banana pudding was on point and i look forward to being there with them to experience um what they bring to the table and how it can advance my business as well so make sure you go check out southern sweets bakeries guys um it's across from the dekalb county farmers market 186 rio circle decatur georgia 30030 a lot of my friends and family actually patronize this place um so that was a great thing to know that um i have friends and family that actually love this place i swear to god i had never been there before but it's a great little spot it's very eclectic. It's very homely. It's very um nice. The vibe is very, very good. So make sure you check out Southern Sweets Bakery. Your girl will actually be there um very, very soon. I'm just waiting for the first order to come my way. And um I'm in there. I am in there. Next shout out. I mean, I shout out. I'm sorry. <laughs> Next update. Um, Fed Up Wives will be 
doing some kind of holiday giveaway or, or holiday drive. I'm not really sure just yet what it's going to be. I'm going to sit down with my assistant and try to put some things together. But um, this will be the actual first holiday giveaway or drive that I actually do. I'm going to partner up with some people. Um, as I told you last week, um, Trish, one of the owners of Southern Sweets Bakery, is so excited to do this with me. So I will be working on it. I will be working on it. Once I get all of the details, you guys will be the first to know. Um, if you're looking for ad placement, you want to talk about your brand, you want to promote your business, make sure to email me at wetlockchroniclespodcast at gmail.com. You can also email me at Rashida at wetlockchroniclespodcast.blog. Um, pricing, information, everything, just email me and I will get back with you as soon as possible. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, the channel is Wetlock Chronicles Podcast. Make sure to sign up for Patreon, which is totally free, but you have the option to join for the membership. Um, the Fed Up Wise Bonus Channel is on Apple for $4.99 a month or $58 a year. Those episodes will be dropping November 1st. Make sure to follow my bakery page, my cake page. It is caked, C-A-K-E-D by Rashida, R-A-S-H-E-E-D-A. If you're looking for custom cakes for the holidays, for the birthdays, for anniversaries, just because I love you, will you marry me? Whatever the occasion may be. Follow me, check me out. Um, I do some amazing work. I must say so myself. I am a self-taught baker. Everything that I do, I taught myself. So support me. Um, I love creating moments and memories and I love what I do. I love what I do. And that's all that I have on the update, guys. It's nothing else that I can think of besides this is the, the season finale of season three, moving into season four. I cannot wait. Um... More to come, so much more to come. But most of all, again, thank you guys so much for supporting this podcast. And that is all. That is all. Season finale, season three, episode 20. Having a spouse incarcerated isn't easy. You go through a lot emotionally, mentally, and it can become a financial burden as well. Fed Up Wives is my nonprofit organization that's set to help wives and families of federal incarcerated inmates. We provide counseling, emotional support, and financial assistance for inmate phone calls, postal correspondence, visitation expenses, and back-to-school assistance. To contact us, Email fedupwives.org at gmail.com or call 404-543-8688. Now back to the show. Let me leave you with this. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Corinthians 13, 4 through 8.
picture perfect, uh Say that it ain't worth it, but it's working for us Fuck what they be talking about, not knowing what I mind about Sunset, set the mood, what you ain't tryna find out It's whatever space between the two, but long as we together Make it through the struggle, see the day when we both shine forever Since when we begin, it feel like you really